today on the money play. Bob Lung, the master of clutch. Thank you for listening to The Money Play. We are your hosts, Hunter Vanderpool and Brandon Yulstead. We're here today with the master of clutch, the three-time nominated 2018 undisputed champion of fantasy football publications, and most notably, the GM of a surging Bengals franchise in the Gamer Huddle Digital Football Association, Bob Long, folks. <laughs> yeah. Give it, Give up. it up for Bob Long. Big crowd here today. They're loving it. Big crowd. It. Bob, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Always, uh, I, I'm honored. I found out I'm your first guest. This is a big deal, so I try not to screw it up. But it's just, <laughs> uh, it's it's been so much fun doing this kind of fantasy of fantasy. That's what my wife called it. She's like, this is like a fantasy league. I'm gonna have a fantasy draft, you know, because those only last a couple hours. Yeah. And then 11 hours later, I almost had a, you know, was trying to stop her from filing divorce papers, and <laughs> I got through it. So uh, yeah, you know, I, I went all in. I made sure I picked all 50 well not all 53 players because yeah that's a little intense but but i picked every player to the point where we did the sims and uh it's been a you know it's been a struggle as you probably have seen on the chat um kind of competitive (laughs) and and we will Um, certainly touch on that later in the show here yeah Yeah, we we got a couple quotes from you bob the other night uh against uh in the game um that i lost who did i lose to in the rain or something where i only scored like two points (laughs) <laughs> or not, I don't remember. Anyway, it literally was yelling at the TV, scared the hell out of my cat. Uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. So, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm in therapy, working, made some defensive adjustments. So see how it works out. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? You got to trust the process. Uh, I know you got Tom Brady on the roster there, so you guys are all about the process. Five year league. You went 42 years old at the quarterback position uh, right off the bat. Yeah, he's, already, he's already playing like he's 47. He's yeah. 10 interceptions in five games. So. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a good thing you got that uh, backup of Joe Flacco. Yeah. You know, well, really last yeah. you through the years. Fallback option. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I... I'm hoping I get a good draft pick and I can get a quarterback early. Yeah. There you go. You got to use those scouting points. Those seem to do very well in this league. That, yeah. that and Uncle Rico. So. Yeah. Uncle Rico. <laughs> and he's talking about Gardner Minshew, folks. The the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. The stash out of Pullman, Washington. I'll say he kind of looks like you, Hunter. Yeah. I, well, I'm trying to look like him. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Or you uh, I've been working on it like since him. we drafted him. Uh, the stash uh, is a big, big hit here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, by the way, go Cougs. Yeah. I'm wearing my shorts. Go Cougs. Yeah. There yeah. we go. We're Washington State fans. Yeah. Well, gotcha. officially, I'm unofficially one. I am officially one. Bob, you're a busy man. You run your own site, bigguyfantasysports.com. You produce your own publication, the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. Folks, the latest release just dropped for 2020. Bob, no offense here. This is just how strongly I feel about this. I believe you said your consistency work isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to building a team. Folks, I'm here to tell you, it is. Bob's work lays the foundation for a championship squad, a foundation built on materials you can depend on for 13 weeks. This consistency mindset positions you to be in playoff contention year in and year out. We've got a link in the description to purchase directly from bigguyfantasysports.com. Like I said, I just started the magazine about four years ago. Last three years, I've been honored to uh, been uh, nominated as the finalist for fantasy publication, football publication of the year, one in 2018. And it's just a labor of love that's become, you know, bigger than I thought, but there's still a lot of people that don't know about it. So you guys didn't know about it until I joined this league and, and now you love it. And that's kind of the response I get is, you know, people are like, no, I've never heard of it. And then they get a copy and they're like, wow, I really like this. I'm going to buy this every year. It gives me a new perspective. It gives me a new twist yeah. on players that I didn't think about. And that's what I'm trying to do with this. When I right. started this way back when, uh, back in 2002, with Seattle Seahawks, Sean Alexander leading the way in my identification of why this happened, uh, how this all came about, 
you know, I never thought it would get this big. I did it for myself. It was for me to be a better fantasy player. Absolutely. And I turned it into a business and, uh, you know, helping people. So, yeah, totally, Bob. You know, I hope you're ready for this. We talk fantasy football, but this isn't a fantasy football show. Um, right. We saw your appearance with that handsome offensive genius, Sean McVay, on the Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast. Yeah. I believe his actual name is Matt Matt Bruning. Yeah. Um, we, we, we were watching that, and the guy looks just like Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're right. I guess I yeah, yeah, he did. He had Shout the, out to him. The, the, whole, the whole look. And those guys so over at everything. the uh, Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast, we think you guys have a great show. Um, yeah, so thanks for did. doing that. It was very informative. But we did a little bit of homework on our own. And uh, we started digging. So first thing first here, we've heard you credit Sean Alexander, the great, did. and his impressive yet sporadic 2002 campaign mm-hmm. as the driving force behind this consistency model. We've heard you tout DK Metcalf as a candidate to continue his impressive consistency from his rookie year into year two. And we've heard you mention Warren Moon as a close acquaintance, if not, dare we say, a friend. So we're feeling froggy here, Bob, and we're ready to make the jump. Are you a 12? Are you a Seattle Seahawks fan? Oh, am I a 12? You know what? I, I, I am because, you know, deep down, you have to root for the the fact that they made their fans their 12, I think is it says a lot about the the state, the team, yeah. the organization. Like I said, I have a very close friend I've been friends with since we were 12 years old. And he started, he really lives, while he's a Browns fan at heart, we all have to be. We always have our second team because, you know, we have to find a winner. Um, but Absolutely. he, uh, back in the uh, late 70s, decided to jump on the Seattle bandwagon when it they became, you know, uh, a brand new team back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Back I in the AFC West, right? Somewhere in there. And uh, so, you know, he's always uh, been a big fan and followed him. And um, yeah, so I've always been kind of a kind of a closet Seahawks fan. I'm always a big Jim Zorn fan and Steve Largent back in my day, you know, because I'm just a few years older than you. Yeah, you got Steve Largent Um, shirt over here on Brandon. And I've met Steve at Hall of Fame time when he comes in for the weekend. And, you know, so. Um, you know, being that effect, I live in Canton and I drive for Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, I've gotten to meet a lot of the, you know, the Seahawks that have been inducted. Uh, I mentioned before we got on about, you know, meeting Cartes Kennedy and getting to wear his Super Bowl ring. I was yeah, all absolutely really cool. And so, you know, it's just. So uh, is, is this yeah, all so through? I'm, kind of a closet, I'm a closet Seahawks. Well, we love that. We love that. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the correct answer, right. by there, the way. There was a wrong answer to that question. <laughs> okay. So uh, I love the Browns and they're till they die. And, yeah, you know, dog pound. I can yeah. get on board with the dog pound. I yeah. think they've maybe yeah. got a couple of years. Uh, you know, they got a bright future here the next couple of years. For sure. You guys you got so, a lot of pieces. We thought we had a little bright future last year. Yeah, I wasn't a believer. I don't believe in building through free agency. Yeah. There you I go. think it rarely works. Yeah. But um, uh, so your league started in 1985, as you mentioned, yes. um, and it's still going strong, correct? Yes, this is we a t- still have eight out of the twelve original members wow. from 1985. Uh, you know, uh, still do touchdown only. Yeah, that's the way we started. But the weird thing is, we actually way back when um, when we started, um, we started as an auction league. Oh, really? Back in '85. Okay. Really? How, how's that work? How did that work back then without any yeah any software, no online platforms, oh, right? Oh, it's called pencil and paper. Um, Actually, back then, I worked for the accounting firm called, now it's called Ernst & Young. Back then it was Ernst & Winnie, so I'm in a CPA by day. Okay. And mm-hmm. I actually had access to PCs. Okay. Um, now, granted, they were, you know, 256 meg floppy sure. drive, you know. Yeah. Scenes changed. Didn't have Microsoft Office. We had Lotus 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. And so I had an Excel, and, and so I kept track with that and, and created the pages every week, did the you know, the, the printout, mailed them with stamps and, you know, all the rosters were turned in Sunday morning on my answer machine. That's so awesome. we came home from church. My wife would see 17 messages flash and <laughs> roll our eyes and walk away. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is so, awesome. So what do you guys do? So that's a, that's a 75% retention rate you guys have going right. on, right? Eight out of 12. Right. What kind of things have you guys done over the past, I mean, 35 years to keep it interesting? Do you guys have a trophy, draft party, championship ring, anything like that? No, it's basically because we're the same group of friends that have been friends since back in 1985. And uh-huh. only and the few guys that have moved away job-wise, mm-hmm. we just, um, you know, that's obviously when the computer came into play and we 
started we, i mean we try to do our drafts every year live um the actually when we first started our drafts um we did them all at the hall of fame so we actually called our league the hall of fame fantasy football league wow. because since we knew the guys at the hall of fame we knew the people and this and is the this is the pro football hall of fame pro in canton fame. ohio yeah. right so they we said to them we said hey how much would it cost for us to rent your boardroom to have our draft because we want to do a fantasy draft? Of course, 1985, they just went, what's a fantasy draft? We kind of briefly explained it, but it went right. over their heads. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, well, you know, if you just pay the price of admission, we'll give you the room for free. So we used the room for free for forever. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, and uh, don't and know if you don't ask, finally, right? Yeah. People moved away. So we ended up starting doing it more online. But we've always been an auction league, uh, a keeper league. Not dynasty keepers. So basically, okay, yeah. the rules were you have a uh, you know like a twenty million salary cap, sixteen players. You could mm -hmm. keep as many players as you want, but you had to double their salary. I'm sorry, you had to give them, you have to give them a fifty percent raise every year, and okay. still maintain the salary cap. Okay. So obviously, if you got a rookie cheap, you could keep him for four or five years, sure, whatever the case may be. And uh, so then every year we're just basically drafting um, you know, whoever was thrown back into the pool. So sure. it's been like that for as long as I can remember, and we still do it. Now we do the auction on ESPN um, site to uh, keep track of you know all the yeah. salary. A little more robust and all that, right? Yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So do you guys play for money? Is it a money league? We do, but it's it's minimal. It's like maybe $40 per person entry fee. Yeah. Um, because we... We decided to do it for pride, not money. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, more it's... of a trash talking amongst your friends. Yeah, hey, amongst friends, right? Sure. I, got, I got. Oh, you only have one. Oh, you suck. You know, <laughs> I mean, stuff. It's not about the money. I mean, it's. I think a winner gets like two hundred bucks or two fifty. Yeah, every every uh, you know division winner gets their money back. So, so yeah, it's always been about pride and fun and camaraderie and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the way to do it with uh, the friendship leagues, right? I, we, I, yeah, yeah. Ours I think that's going on eleven years now. Yeah, our same group of friends that all guys we grew up with, same kind of deal, right? And we do, I think, like a fifty dollar. Yeah, buy and I mean, really, you could care less about the money when you win. I tell you what. Yeah, speaking from oh, experience, yeah. when you win, it is. Uh, yeah, you it's an amazing feeling. Should have worn your rings today, man. Uh, I should have worn my rings. Show, right. show Bob the hard way. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Say, uh, well, Bob, you, next time you tried on Cortez Kennedy's <laughs> ring. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and try this puppy on? See. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do a fantasy ring every year, and I got two of those now, so it's, uh, <laughs> it feels nice. Yeah, I, I won mine before the ring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before, you know, the legitimate commissioner took over. Was, yeah. Who is myself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, Bob, I want to ask you, in the 35 years of fantasy football, you have to have a few names that did you right. For example, my first and, and only championship season here happened in 2010, a long time ago now. But I had Arian Foster on his breakout campaign. I had Jamal Charles. Uh, he mm -hmm. was still splitting time, I believe, with maybe Larry Johnson back then. Yeah. Larry so, um, yeah, yeah. And then I had uh, Stevie Johnson on his breakout ah, year with the bills. Right. Yeah. And those yeah. guys led me to a championship. I think I had Peyton at quarterback and I had a couple big names, but those guys hit for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so who is cemented in your personal fantasy football <laughs> yeah. hall of fame? Yeah, who's, who's done you right. Remembered was, I think this is, and I'm, and I'm, I'm getting old, so I'm losing my memory. So, I think it's 1999 or somewhere in the late 90s, but um, in week three, I picked up this uh, free agent uh, off the waiver wire named Olandis Gary for the Denver Broncos. Olandis Gary, running Landis back, right? For like 10 or 12 touchdowns. And again, rushing Ooh. touchdowns are six points, big deal in our league. Yeah. Pretty much will win you your, your yeah. you know. And he just, you know, one or two touchdowns, and he was very consistent took me to the championship i already had a decent team around it but i just remember him like being the difference maker because while my stars were being stars and doing a good job he would get that one or two touchdowns a week for like the last 10 weeks for me and i just pretty much waltzed through uh but that was one i was you know kind of one of those um you know sleeper picks or you know late picks that totally uh, help you do it but Hit the lottery but right i think i remember the year of arian foster and i want to say i drafted him that year too and oh, that might have been the last time i won a championship in this <laughs> touchdown only league yeah. um was arian foster because i remember watching him and i think it was week three of the preseason against the cowboys and he just went off man he's and i'm like who is this guy i've never even heard of him and i'm like yeah. all right well i'll draft him and then you know pretty much has a band he's, here, so yeah yeah he's one of my well. Very, like I mentioned, one of my very favorite fantasy football players. The guy was just so much fun to watch. He was such a yeah. smooth runner. 
Like those mm. one cuts he had and he'd turn it upfield. Yeah, he was a stud. I remember yeah. thinking when you drafted him, we were like, Okay, Hunter. Yeah, no one <laughs> do whatever you want. Was. I mean, draft this no name guy, sure. And it ended yeah. up working out for him. Undrafted so. out of wasn't he undrafted out of Tennessee? I don't know. I want to say he wasn't was highly touted. Rounder, yeah. yeah, great, great one there. Okay, so, so. You, you alluded to it a little bit. We like to trust our gut here. We love your model. That's kind of how we build our teams. We do. We're, we're perennial playoff teams, you know, in, in most of our yeah. leagues. But you know, you got to establish that floor, right? Without that floor, right. without that consistency built in, you're you're too volatile. You might hit, right. you might not. You know, and obviously, right. uh, you know. With that championship team, I was able to follow it to a T back then. I got my Peyton Manning, you know, I got my big name guys, and then you hit in the later rounds on the on the flyers, right? Yep. So I, I think I think your stuff is what people need a lot more than what a lot of these shows are out there doing. Absolutely. And that's something we've been talking about even before we came across your material, is like why aren't people building in this floor? Like why aren't these guys yeah. on the podcast talking about the floor? as much as they should be like this season has yeah. been rookies have been hyped an unbelievable amount this season well, yeah and it's like that it's like that every year it yeah. seems like you know whether it's people how, how they draft or the the shows and the people out there and again i, I will never bad talk or bad mouth any other expert out there sure, they all sure, have their sure. Sure. things but what uh, you leave that to us yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave that to the media guys we got but it. what you see is they will pick some, I, I call them the shiny new toys and, mm-hmm. and give you all these reasons why they're going to be amazing and they're going to be great and they're mm-hmm. this and they were, look how good they were in college and blah, blah, blah. And if you remember from the guide, I have a whole article section called Rookies versus Consistency. And long story short, yeah. It, yeah. Page nine? Yeah, page nine. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it pretty much shows that are almost 92% of the rookies don't earn over 60% consistency in the right. season. Well, then why are you drafting, you know, some of these guys in round three, four, five, when you don't even know what you're getting out of them? Yes, yeah. they may hit. You know, yes, there are the Saquon Barkleys and Ezekiel Elliott. Sure. You, you know what you're getting there. You, yeah. you know how yeah. great these players are. And, and, and if they're given the starting role on a good team, yeah, they're probably going to be successful and be consistent. But when you're brought in as a potential you're a backup with the mm-hmm. potential to take over like the kansas city situation deandre swift in detroit mm-hmm. you know um uh, jonathan taylor for the colts then yeah there's potential that they could take over but it's a question of when and, right. and how long it's going to take for the the starter to you know enough they get hurt preseason it's it should be but, addressed more as a handcuff situation right right, like, right so if you want to draft him in rounds eight nine ten that's one thing but the problem is the shiny new toys always get picked in you know rounds three through six and if somebody hits then they'll they'll talk about it for right. the next year about oh if you would have wrote you know if you were listening to me last year you would have got this guy okay yeah you're right you would have but you know here's the other eight picks that you also said we're gonna hit and, totally you know, yeah. yeah yeah that's what so, that's what i think nobody talks to, about downfalls we need to call for more transparency in the fantasy football world i want to <laughs> see guys capped out you get you get five drafts that's it put yeah. your money where your mouth is do your drafts that's true make your picks and live and die by them we'll see we'll sort it out you know we'll right. sort it out right. god will God will sort his judgments. Absolutely. You, you will answer for your picks. Um, but okay, so we talk about your consistency. Um, I, I think you mentioned in some of your material that uh, wide receivers are kind of an exception to that, right? Like if you're, if you're a breakout as a w- rookie and you hit that right. consistency threshold, you more often than not kind of carry on, right? Yes. You, you continue right. to replicate that success. Uh, DK Metcalf was one you mentioned. Um, I think there's been, you know, we see him, AJ Green, Mike yeah. Evans, yeah. Well, absolutely, the all the all the studs. Here, Michael Thomas, AJ Green, yeah. Julio Jones, yeah. Keenan Allen, Juju Smith, Schuster, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, yeah. which makes sense. DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. So all of those guys not only were consistent in their rookie season, but have continued on to provide consistency after the fact and continue to be an effective you know scenario like the running backs is not the same i right. mean while you have the barclays and the 
Elliott's and Le'Veon Bell's, they see Doug Martin, Alfred Morris, and Trent Richardson. So uh, yeah, it's big, you know, just seems some names down there, a little walk down memory lane yes, of uh, yeah. seasons right. failed in um, the past. <laughs> so it, it's, it's definitely, it shows that it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't always come, pl- but yeah, wide receivers have proven that, you know, if you can get one, you know, so that's why I love Metcalf and Depot Samuels heading into this year is a, you know, hopefully a good pick that you can get. Hopefully, as your wide receiver three. Sure. Um, yeah, I think know, that's the and, perfect and spot. Get wide receiver two consistency out of them, and you know, and if they stay healthy, we'll probably get total points out of that too. So, right. you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'm kind of just showing people out there and just say, hey, here it is. You can you can take it for what it is. You can agree with me or not, but. Right. Yeah. Just showing you what the numbers show, and numbers don't lie. So, so yeah, if I was to sum lie. it up here, would you say it's kind of a draft, draft based on the floor, right? Draft based on the consistency, hope for the upside. Exactly. I mean, the thing that I kind of show one of the things in the back of the guide is what's called the tier draft list, and I created this for a, a, a elderly friend of mine, <laughs> and elderly because he's actually older than me. Uh, about five or six years ago who um never told me he played fantasy football but had been playing for a couple years he didn't know i did fantasy football because i never brought it up with him because he was 65 at the time and uh he's he just we're just we're business associates uh go to lunch occasionally and he just says to me one time he says hey he says, uh, you ever play this fantasy football stuff (laughs) this is my life yeah (laughs) And he said, oh, he goes, because I've been in a league, and last year I was dead last. He goes, my team sucked. I have no idea what I, and I said, well, what's the problem? He said, well, he says, those damn drafts go too fast. I only got a minute and a half in between picks. I can't pick that fast. And I said, oh, so what you need kind of is like a one page, like just scratch off the players when you pick them, but also kind of a thing in the corner that says, hey, round one pick, you know, if you have this pick, pick a wide receiver 1a pick a you know running back 1a sure yeah he goes yeah something like that i said give me a couple weeks we'll go to lunch again (laughs) so a couple weeks later we go to lunch and i showed him my tier draft list he goes i love it he goes all right he goes email it to me you know know, if you're going to update it so i did so long story short he's playing against his son and son-in-law in in this league the year before his son-in-law won it of course he was dead last uh, not only did he win the league, he actually beat his son-in-law in the finals by 40 points. Ooh, I've never seen an old man smile so wide. Yeah, oh, man. He told me that story. Yeah. And uh, he said, and he goes, you know what was really great was how pissed off they were all year that I was just kicking ass <laughs> every week. And he goes, and they didn't understand what what information I had or where I got it from. And I wouldn't tell them until the end. That is the best. And so now they all want to get your book next year. (laughs) That's perfect. That's the best marketing you can throw out there, right? Is there's like, it's so hard to hide your sources when you come across something. Like I remember when I started using Reddit, like back in the day, no one else was using Reddit, like the fantasy forums, right? Right, And that's some of the best info I get, I think, because you got a lot of guys on there that are, I guess now I'm putting it out there for the world to hear a lot of guys on there that are doing their own research, you know, and uh, in the world of fantasy, there is so much hype around players that, Mm -hmm. you know, grabbing headlines is what they're doing. I get it. It's a marketing game, right? You got to talk about the shiny new toys like we talked about. But at the end of the day, I think the, the way to consistently be consistent is by using consistency metrics right in your strategy yeah so what everybody wants to do is be consistent like i've had plenty of games where or plenty of seasons where you know i win by a great margin and then i lose by a huge margin like right everybody wants that consistency that's what what happened to me that year with alexander yeah you know and it was happening in years prior to that i just didn't understand why and i was third in total points so wasn't like i didn't have the points so yeah it just kind of as a as an accountant jumped out at me like okay there's got to be something i've got to make yeah totally figure this out and it just turned into you know something bigger better and there's other people out there that do consistency models yeah the only thing i tried to the two things i wanted to be sure with my model was one obviously um 
you know, it, it had a, a basis and, and it, it made sense and obviously all that, that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing I wanted to be sure was is that it was simple for anybody mm-hmm. to use. Because I said there's a lot of people in the fantasy football world that buy their football magazine and their beer at the same place on the way to the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the guys that obviously are not <laughs> going to read something like this and totally. try to understand. And I've seen consistency stuff where they'll have multiple columns. So, you know, they're 82% consistent for, you know, they had like good elite average bad or something. And it's like, it's just too much. Too many columns. It's yeah. complicated at that point. It's one number. If you're over 60%, you're good. If you're over 70%, you're very good. If yeah. you're over 80, you're great. And if you're over 90, you're elite. It's, it can't get any simpler Keep than that. Keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so that was always the key was to keep it very easy for people to understand, to understand the numbers, but also then to have a tools at the website, like the consistency report you guys probably saw, where you can put in your own scoring method, mm-hmm. your own league, and see how consistent players are in your league. And I wanted to make sure that it was uh, very adaptable for people because everybody has a little bit different twist to their leagues. And totally, so for sure. Yeah, he's talking about this this frustrating Sean Alexander season from 2002. So Sean Alexander scored 18 touchdowns, but those 18 touchdowns came in nine out of 16 games. He had five touchdowns in week four against the Minnesota Vikings. So you were winning super big. You were yep. probably losing super big. I don't I don't know exactly how it was going, but I've I've been there and that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so like we bought the guide, we're definitely gonna be using the guide. Um, yeah. What I wanna ask you about is, you know, we are we love fantasy. We're all about we it. Like we've been talking about consistency. So late round this year who are your trust the gut guys right because we don't take gambles on early rounds but round round eight plus who we gambling on who you trust in the gut well there's there's a lot of guys this year that are kind of surprising me as late round picks um so i'll I'll kind of start at the uh uh, running back position Mm -hmm. Uh, let's start the quarterback position real quick just to kind of throw some out there basically just like i've been doing in my man league with you guys all of the old farts at quarterback are all just waiting to be taken in rounds (laughs) eight through 12 Mm -hmm. brady breeze uh roethlisberger uh, Matt Ryan, all of them. And all of them have always been consistent. Yeah. Brady, not as much last year because he didn't have a lot of weapons around him, but you got to know yeah. he's going to be back. I um, agree. You know, Breeze is 75% consistent last year. Roethlisberger just two years ago was in the 70s. Matt Ryan's always been in the 70s. So definitely, um, if, if you if you don't mind an aging veteran, usually what I've been doing in most of the drafts I've done so far has been loading up on uh, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends in rounds one through seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And then taking two quarterbacks like Breeze and Ryan back to back. That way I know I'm set. If one goes down, it's possible they're old. Uh, then like you know that. you've got somebody there to back you up. But yeah, sometimes like they also have better matchups too. So Breeze is playing right. you know, against uh, a terrible t- defense at home. You know he's going to put up some solid numbers. Ryan might be playing you know, on the road against Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so that's there. Uh, at the uh, running back position, uh, one of my two favorites this year, two of my favorites this year, Raheem Mostert and Ronald Jones. Yeah, I love uh, them. Both of them. Uh, were very very consistent when they got the opportunities. And Absolutely, the, um, I'm a big Ronald Jones, big Ronald Jones guy right here. I'm a big Rojo yeah. fan. Yep. And you notice I drafted him in the Mad League, and it, he's actually been pretty good for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, he's but a talented guy when right. they give him the ball, right? When yeah. Peyton Barber's right. not in there vulturing carries, you know, he's. Uh, I mean, right. at USC, he's a, he's a speed burner. He's got that right. game breaker. He's a decent right. blocker. He's. I think that's another frustrating thing about fantasy is. Uh, people that we see have talent that don't get the the, the carries like Kenyon yeah, Drake right. on Miami right. it's like you know the guy's got talent and then you forget that there's actual like coaching strategy involved here too yeah for these guys yeah, trying anytime, to win games anytime Adam Gase is involved uh, it's, it's just off. terrible Jay don't Jai you get and, me started on Adam Gase yeah. here <laughs> I've already taken I think every show I've taken shots at Adam Gase so far yeah, why so. not and you should, and you should. <laughs> yeah um, wide receiver there is zero love this year for uh two guys Julian Edelman <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and AJ Green, both, I know they're both, I know AJ's coming off an injury, 
but there's giving they're giving no love to him. Edel, I've gotten Edelman and Green in like rounds six through eight in a lot of drafts. So I've mm. loaded up on running backs, and then I'll pick like Edelman, uh, AJ Green, and like Jarvis Landry or Golden Tate right. or, or uh, really late round is getting a guy like Cole Beasley. Uh, a lot of oh, people don't realize I like last that year, one. Yeah. Cole Beasley was ranked 34th in total points, 19th in consistency. Wow. I mean, yeah. his ADP is wide receiver 80 yeah. just because they got Stefan Diggs. I get it. Stefan Diggs is going to certainly eat into that. But Cole Beasley is basically Josh Allen's Julian Edelman. Yeah, safety blanket. Security blanket. And so he's not he's not flashy, so people don't like no, draw to him. He's, just, he's not this flashy guy, he's but, a, yeah, he gets it done. Little yeah. dirty white boy out of what it SMU is. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It, Got that long hair. End, uh, uh, my favorite, probably in the late rounds. Um, there's a bunch of them: Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas. Absolutely. Um, but my guy that I'm really in, in on this year is Jack Doyle. Um, mm. What people don't realize is just three years ago, uh, which I I, I call it uh, BE before Ebron. Uh, he was <laughs> both top ten in total points and consistency. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember the I days of Jack there. Doyle. Yeah. He had, that was a solid season for him. His quarterback. Who was that? Oh, oh now he has Phillip Rivers. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. You, your audio so, cut out there a little bit. So, who loves the, he loves the tight end. So, definitely love him. So, that's some of the guys I have in the guide for, you know, late round consistent sleepers. And, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely picking a lot of those players. Uh, so like I said, some of them are just surprising to me that, you know, but, you know, I know why Ronald Jones is getting love. Everybody loves Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh my yeah. gosh, if I see another Keyshawn Vaughn love. <laughs> um, Brad Evans, who's a good friend of mine from USBAI, he did a video the other day and I was like, I, I just said, I just texted him like, Brad, is is this your, this year's, so the last couple of years has been David Montgomery, Royce Freeman. Every mm. year he's got his favorite rookie. Of course. And right now it's Keyshawn. I go, let me get, let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Royce Freeman two years ago sucked. David Montgomery two years ago sucked. So I guess I know who's going to suck this year. It's going to be Keyshawn Vaughn, and that's why I'm getting Ronald Jones. And totally. Yeah, he just wrote back, fuck you, I think, or something. <laughs> so everyone out there, f- find this guy and, uh, yeah, swerve. Swerve on any of those names swerve. he throws out there. So there it's something in the road, yeah, steer around it. Uh, we wanted to ask you something we think is super interesting that you're involved in. Um great cause behind it it's a charity event um and it's an interesting dynamic because we got a bunch of experts all in the same arena all thinking they know the best best. way to do things Mm -hmm. so tell us about this king's classic fantasy football league we understand there's you and 23 other experts and you guys are competing for charity correct it's yeah so uh basically started it two years ago um living in canton ohio and having the pro football hall of fame uh at my you know basically right down the street from me uh you know the hall of fame weekend has always been known as as football's greatest weekend that's kind of their motto that's been always been their tagline Mm -hmm. and i always said as as fantasy has been growing i always wanted to create fantasy football's greatest weekend just a couple Mm -hmm. weekends after Sure. So I started two years ago. Um, I hit up the guys. So over my years of, of writing and being involved in this world, I've I've gained a lot of street cred and I've gained a lot of connections. So I'm yeah. you know now well deserved. Basically, per you know, I'm connected. So you know the Brad Evans, the Mike Clay's, the you know you, if you name a fantasy guy, you know yeah. I, I know him and I've got connections with him. And so a couple of years ago, I said to them, I said uh, guys we don't have like a super bowl or you know this this best of the best competing for the ultimate title of who's the best of the best right and i said um not only do i want to put this together but i said i want to do it live in person at the pro football hall of fame and oh by the way let's get serious radio to come in from the fantasy sports channel and do a live broadcast for the event and within 15 minutes these guys all said love it they all have, of course had you know much higher contact level with sure. Sirius XM they contact Sirius XM Sirius XM loves it I contact the Hall of Fame they love it and boom it came together two years ago and we did it live on the air with that day uh, we were the number five trending thing on Twitter wow the hashtag Kings Classic so I love it was that a big event, yeah. like you said all the best names all the best sites uh, 24 of us 
and we we have two different divisions and we kind of give homage to the gentleman who just passed away uh, uh, that created fantasy football in Oakland and uh, we call it because his bar was called King's X mm, that he had the first uh, draft okay. in we called it the King's Classic yeah I saw that like yeah, 93 years old or something right yeah yeah, yeah that's so and, cool uh, so it's $100 per team again it's not about the money right? yeah so of course $50 goes into the pool to win um and then $50 goes to a charity of choice. The first year we wrote a $1,200 check to the uh, Hall of Fame. It's called the Hall of Fame Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is a it's a program and a fund, uh, a nonprofit that uh, gives funds to Hall of Famers who did not make millions of dollars back in the 50s and 60s mm. and are struggling with medical bills or sure. things like that. So they use that money and give it to those guys to help them you know, along the way. So that what we did the first year. Uh, mm. Last year's event, we gave the money to uh, one of the executive producers at Sirius Radio uh, that was there the first year. And literally, I want to say it was less than a month. It may have been less than two weeks before the event last year. His wife died suddenly and left him with a two-year-old and a six-month-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just completely out of the blue. And a very very sad thing uh so he couldn't make it to the event and so we wrote the check and gave all the money to him to put into his child's college funds uh and help with you know expenses and that so that's what we did last year this year awesome. we'll kind of see what happens probably maybe be some kind of covid thing we'll see sure. uh, so that's what it's all about it's about creating it and then uh, on sunday the day after last year was the first year we did the first ever fantasy football expo to kind of combine it to what you know create what i call the fantasy greatest fantasy football weekend now will it happen this year it's yeah, not looking good funky yeah. year right yeah it might be but a it is this what year. it is and we'll be back definitely live probably next year with everything so we're still okay. discussing plans of how to do things for both the draft and the the expo but yeah probably we need to to get more cameras pointed at this because this forget the the five drafts i was talking about before you've already you're already a step ahead of us where this is it this is Mm -hmm. this is put your money on the line you know like put your money where your mouth is king's classic go head to head with the other experts and who's the best and uh he's got the best picks piggybacking off that bob uh what what are the qualifications to to be in this king's classic (laughs) You know? Well, I don't know. Off. I think yeah. think Hunter and I are ready. Yeah, you looking for co-managers? Yeah, you, what? what are you What are you trying to do? You need yeah. some, need some help drafting a team, or <laughs> we got some um, ideas. So goes through me. <laughs> Did I remember that? I mentioned that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of with Brad Evans, Mike plays help. We've kind of picked the original twenty four. Um, we've had some guys that have backed out. Uh, just because of, of fear, know, try to- they're they're afraid. <laughs> I'll say it. You don't yeah. have to say it. But we do have the scenario. So we have like the Jim Brown division and the George Bland division mm-hmm. for the two different leagues. Awesome. And there is a rule that the Jim Brown division, um, if you are dead last in total points, mm-hmm. you will be demoted to the Blanda division. Ooh. And if you're the highest at the Blanda, you get moved up to the Okay. Jim so the Jim Brown division is the is the is the division to be in. Yeah. I mean, I did that. We kind of did it for a reason because at first I was only going to do one league. Yeah. And then we went, well, wait a minute. We've got these guys and this guy and this guy and this sure. guy's a big deal. We're like, okay, crap. Well, now we got to do two. But we wanted to have the big division be ESPN, CBS, you know, yeah. those kind of guys that the, the, the big guys. And of course, I put myself in it because, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> Obviously, power <laughs> rankings, number one. I, I, yeah. Oblong. I said, I said I probably wouldn't even be in this league if it wasn't for me putting it together. But you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> but I'm here now, and I'm the best. So, yeah. yeah. So what's yeah, what's all the smack year, talk I like? Beaten, I got beat in the finals, actually. I was. Yeah. Playing. Oh, you got beat in the finals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm so, talking about. So you are the best. Yeah, I got beat in the finals. Well, kind of. The second. Of, <laughs> second. It's not that I got beat in the finals. It's who I got beat by. Who'd you get it's beat by? It's not the guy. It was. Oh, uh, it's the team. Patrick, Devontae Parker. Love it. I, Dolphins oh, guy. The running back. I had Devontae last year. Huh? I said I had Devontae Parker last year at the end of the yeah, season. He was going it nuts. It was basically guys who, you know, over the last few weeks mm-hmm. were the best players, but they didn't do anything for that team. He was hustling point. on those waivers. You got to give it to him. Well, my team was loaded. I had <laughs> Chubb, Eckler, Mahomes, uh, Mike Evans. 
Landry. Um, Damn, that's yeah, a nice that's team. I was, I was just roll, rolling through this league. Just yeah, steamrolling. That last week 16, they all didn't do put bad, but like you know, that was a week that like Parker had two touchdowns and Fitzpatrick threw four, and you know, and I'm just sitting there, just uh, I was in such agony. I can I imagine the roster like that. The, yeah. you deserve it we'll make you honorary champion of the king's classic yeah. here on ours yeah but we we wanted to get into it a little bit get the scoop get the brass tacks what's the what's the shit talking what's the smat t- yeah yeah you guys got a group text or do you guys yeah have how's it like how's a, it work with all the experts board? oh oh so yeah it's it's mostly um actually a lot of it is done on the espn site because you know they kind of have the chat things and sure okay. like that. so last year i don't know do you guys use espn for any reason for any of your leagues we don't no. Okay. Well, anyway, last year on ESPN, um, you could, they had these caricatures of the people on ESPN. So like uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Bell and Mike. Oh, Clay that's and all cool. Them. They mm-hmm. all had their own head caricatures. Yeah, and that's it cool. was something you could choose to put as your team logo. So the, so week four, I play Mike Clay. So I made Mike Clay my caricature. So it was Mike Clay versus Mike Clay picture wise. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> Taunt him. Yeah. Staring Did you get in the a rise out of him? <laughs> Did Mike Clay yeah, respond? So, so, and then I screenshotted it and I posted it on Twitter and I said that week when you choose Mike Clay as your as your your uh, your avatar, but you're playing Mike Clay anyway, so it kind of looks weird. <laughs> yeah, people, people love to, love the crap out of that one. That's so, funny. Uh, Mike Clay funny. versus but, himself. You know, it's a it's a good league. They're competitive, um, you know, but it's just uh, it's fun because. Y- the funny thing about those kind of guys is you kind of know their trends because right. mm-hmm. they're broadcasting stuff. them, right? Because they're telling you what they're picking all the time. Yeah. So like last year, uh, like I said, uh, Brad Evans just had this man crush on uh, on um, David Montgomery, right? And, you know, so I'm like two picks in front of him, I'm like should I go David Montgomery? <laughs> and he's just screaming, "Don't you!" You know, he's yelling in my ear, like, "Don't you!" <laughs> You know, so you know that kind of fun. And have. at the end of the season, he's like, "Why didn't you take David Montgomery?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have saved me from that. myself. I actually, I took Eckler. Oh, great pick! That worked out. Yeah. Do you uh, yeah. do you give anybody a hard time about deviating from their plans if they do? Like, if they're a big David Montgomery guy and they skip them. Um, we would. When but the yeah. pressure's on, right? That clock's he's, ticking down. He's all about you know. He wants to keep that hype going, so he. Of course, I'm sure, I knew he was going to pick him regardless. So yeah. that's why I'm like, I won't even ruin it for you, Brad. I'll let you have him because I know you'll <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we we covered the Kings Classic here. That's probably your um, second most notable draft that you're involved in. Number one's got to be the Digital Football Association, <laughs> hosted by GamerHuddle.com, and um, you're you're the GM of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. There's um. You know, there's there's been some criticism of your team and your management yeah. style. Um, I've heard I've heard the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The media was the media was after you. Old uh, <laughs> people are saying. Yeah, there's a couple of guys out there saying some stuff. Some people yeah. we don't you know we don't have specifics, but right. you guys are four and two now. The Bengals are moving forward. You know what kind of changes have you made to this Bengals roster? Um, well, first of all, let me tell people, right? So GamerHuddle.com has this Digital Football Association where they are Madden-drafted, fantasy-drafted teams, like Bob was saying earlier, an 11-hour draft for a 53-man roster. A lot of work into this. And then these teams, we have... Punters. Yeah, punters, line. long snapper. <laughs> yeah, your fifth-string yeah. offensive lineman. It oh, is... Man the pinnacle of fantasy drafts here and it it's exhausting yeah. so we have 32 users 32 real oh, yeah, people that's 32 teams of 53 players absolutely mm-hmm. that's a lot of people it's the digital nfl basically right. fantasy yeah, on exactly. steroids bob's team started off struggling tom brady at the helm 42 years old we've got a quote here <laughs> we've got a couple quotes we could run down of uh you know and and we can edit anything out that um you know, you're not a fan of, but <laughs> we, we got some quotes here. Bob Lung, managing GM of the Cincinnati Bengals. This is obviously not Bob Lung of big guy fantasy sports. Yeah. Quote, someone please trade a quarterback. 
I can't stand fucking Jameis Brady. <laughs> this is in week five. <laughs> After he threw three interceptions in the first half and three touchdowns in the second half. During that game. Thrown into the end zone with four seconds left. During that game, the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals said, throw the ball to the end zone. End zone, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> week five, Tom Brady. Yes. And then we, we flipped the script. I love when Brady doesn't hit a high five on the sideline after a touchdown pass. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Whoever did that with Madden, I, I praise him for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good detail. To, that to animation was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they, they really hit the nail on the head there. Um, so what have you been thinking about this uh, Digital Football Association? Like we said, it is a lot of work. You know, it's a big time commitment. Absolutely. But are you having fun in the league? I haven't slept well for bad <laughs> Um, I can't sleep at night because I'm 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 usually pissed. I'm, yeah, I, sleep well. I sleep well if I win, but right. it still has been irritating the hell out of me because Tom Brady is like the 28th ranked quarterback, <laughs> even though he was uh, what was his overall like 94. Yeah, yeah, he's just and good. guys like Dwayne Haskins are yep. uh, have an 88 percent completion percentage. Um, yeah, the know, top quarterbacks are yeah. Yeah, Hang on, Haskins, I want to stop Joe you Burrow. guys right here. All right, I see where this is going. You guys leave Gardner Minshew alone, okay? okay. He's, he's yeah. doing yeah, his Gardner's up there. I am impressed by Gardner, but, you know, Gardner in real life threw, what, 20-some interceptions, only had like seven Six. interceptions. So, Six you know, interceptions, I, I, yeah. I, He is efficient. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Minshew amongst. backer. I'm good with that. Hey. My problem is, is that Brady in five games has thrown more interceptions in this league than he did the entire NFL in 16 games last year with a terrible, terrible offense. Yeah. Uh, So that's what I don't understand is why this all got. But uh, I have made some adjustments. A couple of the games I brought in some cocaine and hookers. (laughs) (laughs) That was next on the list. Yeah, that that was a quote. (laughs) So that was that's helped quite a bit. Um, Last night uh, I got the defense really really coked up and yeah, you guys had a off. yeah they were Four fired up on Dr- andrew Ooh. luck 126 to 6 it, they didn't even have a prayer uh so gotta keep that going uh tonight i got the jag i think i got the jaguars tonight uh, uh at my home field so uh we'll bring in some local cincinnati well we'll probably bring in kentucky hookers because they have <laughs> yeah. <teams>, so okay <laughs> <laughs> hey, kentucky's a great state what where, where do you think they source them from? What city in Kentucky? I mean, that's uh, got to make a difference, right? I mean, Well, they go into the hills. You know, you're not going to get Yeah, get the rural you know, ones. That's smart. People. Get them farm girls. The yeah, the farm girls, yeah. you know. Those uh, uh, backwoods. Pluck them pluck yeah. right off a tractor yeah. and bring them It'll on be, in. Probably cheaper. Moonshine. Yeah, I mean, a little moonshine, right? A little white yeah, lightning. Yeah, right, a little white lightning. I mean, you Take know, the edge state motto, 15 million people, 15 last names. So, <laughs> Unofficial state motto. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing shade at Kentucky. Well, I think that is on the Constitution of Kentucky, mm-hmm. state constitution. But uh, all right, we're going to wrap things up here with a, a little game we put together for you, Bob. And uh, just so folks know, we put together a, a little a little game, a little multiple choice game here for Bob. And okay. Brandon and I went through the questions before the show, and we made our picks so we are the money play so it wouldn't be the money play without a little bit of wagering going on and so brandon and i have a a wager um we're not exactly set on the losing terms we were hoping maybe you would be able to help us out we were thinking maybe we go i I live right by a river maybe we go jump in the river yeah loser does that or something like that but um you know uh, and so maybe it is it's jumping in the river sure that's what we're doing you got to go jump in the river Right after this show, uh, whoever the loser is. Lucky it's enough day out. So, Bob, question one. Start, sit, cut. So you're going to have, for most of these questions, you're going to have three options. We are wagering on what you're choosing as your top option. So your starter. So start, sit. Is this fantasy or is this digital? This is going to be several different categories here. We're starting off with prime fantasy years, you get this player in their peak form, prime fantasy years, for one more season, and everything else is a constant, right? There is no other variables other than this one player. The so, one player in their best fantasy season. Yep. Not not just statistically, but you're taking them 
from their best fantasy season going on to the next year. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Quarterback position. A, Peyton Manning. B, Tom Brady. C, Patrick Mahomes. Who you got? So you have to start one, sit one, and cut one. Okay. I'm cutting Tom Brady because his consistency, even though he had his best year, it was very good. Um, that was a good year. The best. Wow. I'm torn between. Okay. I'm going to go Peyton Manning to, to uh, start. Mm, and Mahomes to I said I said Mahomes. I said Peyton Manning. Yeah. All right. You got me on that one. Winner for me. Loser for me. Okay. Next on to the running back position. Okay. So we got some interesting ones here. Some that right. we've talked about in the show. Running back. A, Sean Alexander. B, Jamal Lewis. C, mm. Arian Foster. Ooh, wow. That's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, 2,000 yard rusher in there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Um, but also a former touchdown record holder in Sean Alexander. True. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, start is Alexander sit is foster and bench is Lewis because obviously as a Browns fan, I don't root for any Ravens. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I started Sean Alexander. I put Sean as that's a starter. Fantastic. Well done. Do you do the same? I'm assuming. No, I had a Jamal Lewis. Mm. He was just such a force. I remember as the second and then Arian. Big boy, and he was fast, and, man, he would just rumble. Yeah, he was. Yeah, they were all very good. Yeah, they all were. Absolutely. Some of my favorite guys. I'm the one that put these questions together. All all studs. All studs. Okay, on to the wide receiver position here. You're going to start, sit, cut. Who's your starter? A, Calvin Johnson. B, Terrell Owens. C, Randy Moss. Uh, I definitely have. Oh, I don't know. Those are hard. <laughs> I, I don't. The best fantasy season, I, you got to go with Randy Moss as the start. Um, yeah. Okay. The sit. I'll probably go T.O. for the sit and cut Calvin Johnson. Wow. Calvin Johnson, yeah. just, while he was very, very good. I just kind of remember him as being up and down from season, just because the team around the Lions were hard. Yeah, yeah, hard with the team. What would you do? One of my, I chose Randy Moss. Me too. Okay, the time. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say, uh, Calvin Johnson was Calvin Johnson and Matty Stafford were one of my favorite fantasy duos Duos, of all time. Man, just because Matty Stafford's mentality was like mine in high school, where you just force him the ball. Like, as I'm just getting blasted, like getting concussions, you know, like because my O-line's terrible, I'm still just chucking it off my back foot as far as I can and expecting this guy to go get it. And he did. (laughs) That's what's awesome about Calvin. 329 yards in one game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, tight end. A, Gronkowski. B, Tony Gonzalez. C, Antonio Gates. Fantasy, one season. One season. Yep. Uh, wow. I met Tony G last year. Super nice guy. I've mm. met Tony G uh, too, down in Huntington Beach. Awesome guy. Nice. Very yeah, good looking very, wife. Very well nice. done, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Well, they all, they <laughs> yeah. all, do. yeah, they all do okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah. All, yeah. What's the appeal? Great. Let me let me put this. Yeah. Let me change that. Whose wife? All of their second wives. Oh right. Oh. Yeah, the ones that they show up the Hall of Fame with, who are half their age. Yeah. 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 <laughs> their other wife that's over in the background with their kids that are in their 20s yeah yeah as, <laughs> as to be expected when you got enough money yeah. to cash in for an upgrade i guess you do it i don't yeah. know that's i remember the year I, that changed something but I, I just remember the year that elway was inducted and he showed up with uh his new girlfriend uh who is literally only three years older than his his oldest daughter <laughs> That was that was the best. Player's gonna play, and the, and the and the kid was like nineteen. Well, that's anyway, what happens right. when you're a. That's what happens when you're a GM. You know, you gotta eyeball that roster and say, "Hey, we're aging a little bit. Got to bring right. in some youth." Yeah, you yeah know? young blood. Got to bring in the young blood. Yep. By the way, how about your friend there? Uh, my <laughs> daughter. How about honey? Yeah, yeah, that'd go over well. Anyway, so, so um, Gronk, Tony, Antonio. 
Gates. I'm gonna I'm gonna start Tony G. Uh, Tony G. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Gronk and I hate to cut Antonio though. Gosh, he's a Kent State guy. Um, mm. But I will. I'll, 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 Gates certainly had his years, but it's it's hard to put the other two yeah. ahead or him ahead of the other two at all. Pick Tony. I had um. I had Gronk. I had Gronk too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Both lose. I uh I gotta ask. You chose Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Which which form of Tony Gonzalez were you envisioning? Chiefs or Falcons? Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you. As Got soon it. as I think Tony G, it's Chiefs. Right. Yeah, Chiefs. He did yeah. have some good years with Atlanta, though. He did. Yeah. yeah he right. did. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're switching it up a little bit here. We're going. Uh, summer's just around the corner. Okay. Ninety degrees in the backyard. Yep. It's we're having a nice barbecue. All your favorite people are here. Let me just paint the picture. There's a nice spot in the shade under that lovely oak tree. The river's running alongside the yard. You're so relaxed, Bob. Right. BBQ Foods is where we're going here. Mm -hmm. You got barbecue chicken, hamburger, or barbecue ribs. Start, sit, cut. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to start chicken, uh, sit burgers and cut ribs. I've never been a ribs guy. Sorry. Oh man. I pegged you as ribs guy. Swing and a miss. I I took him as a ribs guy too. Pegged you as a ribs guy. Swing and a miss. All right. We both lose on that one as well. Okay. We're moving on to sides. To me, there's too much work and not enough meat. You know, it's With the ribs. mm, Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have, it's just like, we're going to have to get you we're gonna have to get you out here for a barbecue. Yeah, you dump crabs on there, and you're breaking them all up to get the crab meat. Right. It's, you you actually spend more calories trying to get to the crab meat than you get from the crab meat. I can agree with that. Well, I'm a ribs guy. You're, you're both striking a nerve here as a uh, commercial fisherman yeah, and a commercial true. crabber, particularly. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> don't mince them words. Yeah. You know, but uh, <laughs> I but I will. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it. Uh, moving on to sides here. Okay. Watermelon, potato salad, coleslaw. How do you put watermelon? That's that's the that's like a that's <laughs> so separate. <laughs> Come on, Bob, stay on track here. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's not criticize the question. Let's answer the question. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Potato salad. What was the other one? Uh, coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I have to admit, I'm a huge coleslaw guy, so Oof, my number one got to be coleslaw. Yeah, I put um, the coleslaw's cut. <laughs> I was going... I, uh, I love watermelon, though, so I'm going to put watermelon second and get rid of the potato salad. Damn, I went watermelon one, coleslaw two, potato salad cut. Me too. Damn. All right. Um, we're going to have to work on a consistency model here. Yeah, for, we are. Bob, Bob Lung's... Uh, well, you have a separate fruit one, like yeah. melons, watermelon. I was going to go watermelon, corn on the cob, or but I couldn't think of another one, a third one. Oh, yeah, corn on the cob. That's a great side, Like too. barbecue, corn on the cob, you know? Corn on the cob ahead of coleslaw there. Yeah, that's a good one. I had to cut yeah. corn on the cob because I thought it was... A, fruit salad? Too obvious. Fruit, fruit salad's kind of hot. It's kind of hot lately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> trending up. Too. Yeah, it's okay. trending up. <laughs> All right, we're going cooler, cooler beverages, right? So okay. they got the big ice chest in the backyard, fill it up with ice. Y'all know the drill. You got canned beverages in there. So we're right. going just your standard beer, like a Coors Light, Bud Light, right. whatever. Uh, White Claw mango flavor. Or sure, whatever you prefer. Bud Light Limerita. Yep. Oof. God, I hate them all. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I'm a Captain Morgan guy. So Okay. Uh, okay. So here's a weird thing about me too, not on top of 10 million other things you've already mm-hmm. heard is, um, <clears throat> so I have an, oh, that's allergy. what we're here for. Yeah. So I'm allergic to yellow dye six, ah. which is all light beer. So Coors Light, Bud Light, <sighs> Miller Light, any of those Dude, light Did beers. you have start as a beer? No, I had uh, I had beer as a start. But. I think those white claws are the nastiest things I've ever had. They remind <laughs> me of Zima's back from the nineties. Going good. Ah, and then lime <laughs> don't even sound good. I haven't had one, but it, is, it sounds terrible. So I Trending will... Trending down. I have to choose. So I'm going to... I will, even though it's not something I can drink... The um, suspense is killing me here. Regular beer uh, as yeah. the traditional start. Oh, you're uh, starting the beer. Sit. Yes. The sit will be the... Uh, uh, gosh, they both suck. Um, <laughs> I'll... I'll I'll, I'll sit the lime Rita because I think those white claws are terrible, uh, so I'm going to cut those. Yikes. 
Big swing and a miss for me. I did not see that coming. It's a win for me. Completely blindsided. Craft beer, I would have put that first. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll have to look into that uh, yellow dye. Uh, Was it six, you said? Yeah. Yellow dye six, yeah. Because those light beers all get me uh, not feeling very good, too. Yeah. So, like, if you can drink, like, Killian's or anything that's, like, craft beer, so there's no dye in it. Yeah. But... And you're fine with those, but then when you drink like Miller Lite or Coors Light or that's got to be why like the Rainier Rainier's a local beer out here, you know, yeah, Northwest beer. Uh, that one works out it, well for me. Yeah, it was weird. It started, I don't know. How'd you figure it out? Yeah. Um, I went down. So my two daughters went to Ohio University, and so every year we had Dad's weekend, and so. I don't know, second or third year, one of them was there. I went down and we went to just like BW3s to eat with one of the other dads and their daughters. Yeah. And so I had like two Miller Lights. And within an hour, I felt like I was hungover. Mm-hmm. Like it felt terrible. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm like nauseous. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. So, um, so then like a week later, I was somewhere else and it was, I don't know if it was Coors Light or Bud Light, had a couple. Again, same feeling. So my buddy, who's a chemist and brews his own beer, wow. I said to him, I called him up and I go, hey, I said, I have the weirdest thing. You know, I can drink hard liquor, no problem, but I have like drink like these light beers and all of a sudden I'm just feeling nauseous yeah. and, and headache. And he goes, oh, he goes, you're probably allergic to the yellow dye six. He goes, that's a thing. And all of those light beers have the yellow dye six to make them yellow. Very interesting. And, uh, yeah. So he said, you know, like if you drink Killian's or if you just try a craft beers, do they seem to bother you? And I said, well, I don't know. So, you know, I tried some of them and drank those and I've, I never have a problem when I drink those, but yeah, it's just a weird thing. Very interesting. If anyone can see my face right now, I'm like so fixated on what Bob's saying because like you just diagnosed me and I'm like making notes here because here live on air, Hunter is diagnosed. He's allergic to yellow dye six. Doctor Bob yeah. Lung, uh, <laughs> thank you for your diagnosis. Here reporting. No, that's that's fantastic. That's good news for me. I uh, I thought I was just maybe I don't know. Couldn't match. Couldn't connect the dots. You know, I knew something was going on, so I'd just been avoiding them. But uh, that makes a lot of sense. So we're gonna move right along to cocktails. Favorite uh, favorite summer we cocktail. Now. We got a mint julep. B margarita, C whiskey sour. Ooh, sitting out there under that big oak tree in the shade, watching the, watching the kids run around. <sighs> or nah, f- fuck the kids. The kids are gone. Uh, no, no <laughs> Adult kids. Time. Adults only. All your best friends. What are you sipping on, Bob? I like them all. Don't we all? <laughs> do I, do I have to make them? No, no, no way. Of course not. No way. We've got um, we've got John Elway's second wife here, behind the go. bar. She's um, mixing the cocktails. So I'm going to go with. I'm going to start the margaritas, uh, sit the uh, yeah. whiskey sours, and then uh, the the mint juleps are going to get benched. I had you as a whiskey sour guy. Would you have mess margarita? Oh, you hit. Damn. Okay. Whiskey. It was close. They're one A, one B. I yeah. I'm really torn. I went with the more summers, cooler, yeah, yeah. but whiskey sours are good too. Makes My sense. Dad, hey, makes sense. a nice margarita is, yeah. is something on a hot yeah. day. Yeah, right. No, no, no doubt in that. Good margarita is tough to beat. All right, this is the final question here before we uh, we let you get back to your, your busy life, Bob. Summer anthems. For a good summer barbecue, there's got to be some summer music. We, we went to the Rolling Stone uh, top 100 summer anthems, and okay. uh, we... We couldn't really get on board with their lists, so we they had they had <laughs> Cardi B was number one yeah, summer oh anthem. Yeah, and I'm, I don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Cardi B guy. Yeah, but I'm not right. putting her on for my summer barbecue like under the yeah, sun. Fifty six years old, so yeah, I know. So we got <laughs> a summertime or summertime by yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. Very good. B. Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. C, Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Snoop D-O-double-G. Rolling down mm-hmm. the street, smoking and dope, sipping on gin and juice. They're good ones. Yep, and then we got D. We got a fourth. We threw in a curveball here because we wanted to, we didn't know your music taste. We wanted to give you a little variety. And we went to D, Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. Yep. That's a summer tune? 
Yeah, that was on the Rolling Stone list, yeah, so we just threw that one in. We can play it for you if you <laughs> want. You guys gonna throw in the, the Kid Rock all summer long? Uh, we were we were gonna. We were we going to. We one. were just. Uh, we're like he just ripped home. it off from Sweet Home Alabama. So yeah, you can't we weren't sure. on the list. Yeah, so that's it. Um, so yeah, I I, I have I, being the old guy, I've got to go with the classic rock of Leonard Skinner. Okay, mm-hmm. thought that would be um, the. Yep. Yeah. After that, um, they're all really good songs. Probably I'd go uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff with that one. I, I like that one quite awesome. a bit. Hit on those um, two. I love Gin and Juice too. It's a great song. Um, they're all good. Yeah. Um, I was I was a wedding DJ for thirty five years. So oh no yeah. shit, that's awesome. Yeah. All these as well. So um, they're all good ones. So Brandon, yeah, did perfect. you find a DJ yet for your wedding? Uh, we have, but I mean, we can reschedule. We can we can we can get that guy out of here. I don't I don't think any con. Bob for sure contract has been signed. Yeah, Bob, you available? Trying to fly out September uh, what twenty second? Trying to fly out to Bend, Oregon. There you go. <laughs> Need a DJ. Any uh any predictions for the outcome of today's game against the Jags? Well, I don't know. Uh, you are a. Let me give you some numbers here to go on. Yeah, yeah what's the the Jags offense is averaging ten points a game. Their defense is allowing fourteen. Your offense is averaging 22 points a game and only allowing 15. You are a 13-point favorite. What? Yeah. Well, let me see what you're on Gamer Huddle. That's on Gamer Huddle. Oh, that is? The 13-point favorite is? Yep. Ooh. Man, I I think I take the Jags. To cover the spread or to win? No, to cover the spread. Okay. No, I still win. Yeah. Gotcha, because gotcha. Just check. We'll throw three interceptions in the first half and then throw four, <laughs> or, uh, four, four touchdowns, touchdowns in the second. Yeah. Half, I'll win by seven. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I haven't, well, I shouldn't say that. I have won some games by more than that. But the problem is, is that it's not my offense. So, yeah, I remember, you know, here's the way I look at it. Last night I scored 26 points in my offense, scored zero touchdowns. <laughs> Your offensive rank on is saying eighth. I don't know. Well, that that's because of this. I think they're just taking total points. Mm. Remember the last? Remember the game that I was really losing it in that game that was in the rain against who was it? Who the hell did I play? Uh, that anyway. had to be Week Five. Was it Cardinals? The Cardinals. Yeah, Tua. Uh, Tua carving oh you guys up. Yeah, that was the game that the first drive Brady flies down the field, just you know, just pinpoint. He goes eight for eight, gets to the four yard line, throws an interception. Sheesh. <laughs> and. Then, you know, he ends up throwing, I think, what, two in the first half or three in the first half. Um, and then that was a game that I was – I think I did from. watch that one, actually. And uh, so, you know, it's like – and it seems like he does that after a good game. So, last night, zero interceptions. So, I, if I'm a Betty man on my own, I, 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 I'm taking the Jags with the points. I don't know if the Jags will win, but – Still I'm got yourself with the money line? 13 points is a lot. It's a lot of points. And, it's a lot of know, points. Like, I don't have two pick sixes last night. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I had four field goals, so. Hey. That means a lot. All three phases of the game matter here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Bob. Well, that's uh Thanks for having me. Guys. That's appreciate our Hey, thank you. It was fun. Yeah, Thanks we really appreciate on. it. It was awesome talking to you. All right, all right we'll right, see you in the league. Later, cool. I think it went well. I think it went well too. I think that should be a pretty decent editing. Yeah, easy. don't really have to edit. Yeah, we I didn't think, talk very much, so it's not a lot of stupid shit said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just kind of let him talk, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. It's the money play! <laughs> that does it for our show. We're your hosts, Hunter Vanderpool and Brandon Yulstead. You're listening to The Money Play. Next Monday, we hop on a call with the Dynasty Madman, a heavy hitter in the fantasy community. The Madman is now trying his hand as a general manager. The Madman's Browns are currently sitting at an impressive 2-5 and and dead last in the Gamer Huddle DFA AFC North. We'll get his story and see if he has any plans to turn this season around. Join in on the fun and bring your league with you to GamerHuddle.com. Your league will thank you.